ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Based Edge podcast. I'm your co-host, Joe Emilio, and with me, as always, is Mork Rock, my, the other co-host of the show. Um, so, Mork, very interesting topic today that we're going to talk about. Ooh, what is that? Good to know, Joe. Like you don't already know. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> trying, to be, trying to be confused for the audience. Okay. Uh, I was like, to be an audience member. Like, what are we talking about? What could it be? What? We're, we're talking about uh, the epic song, Kill the Boer. And we're going to explain uh, for the international audience and people who might be watching that don't know about this. Uh, we're going to be explaining the timeline, so to speak, of the current case that is happening about Kill the Boar. But before we get into that, um, I just want to say for those of you that are listening in, thank you so much. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Shopify, thank you so much. Don't forget, you can you can come over to YouTube and see the visual beauty that is the podcast, Base Edge podcast, that is, um, because you can see our faces. You can see my face, you can see Mork's face, you can see some visual stuff. We'll have headlines up, videos, um, and stuff like that. Uh, instead of watch or hearing it, you can also watch it. And, it, and you know what? Vice versa, if you're watching this and you want to maybe, you know, you don't have a, a whole hour in your evening, uh, you think maybe, you know, you want to listen to this head over to the Apple Podcast. You can listen on your way to work and on your way back from work uh, or while you're working even. Uh, you can listen yes. to us chatting away. And we are, all the links are in the description below where you can catch us on almost every single social media platform that there is except for Snapchat. Ew, why not? Yeah. Snapchat's dead. Hang. Yeah, I think so. That's um, dead. And, uh, and, and, and unfortunately, Odyssey, we will be on there, but yeah. um, we, we're sure. deemed not worthy. <laughs> but okay so with that out of the way ladies and gentlemen I, I, have, I have one thing to say so what i did was for specifically for the show i phoned up wolf smith and i had him blinky blink me from men in black so i'd forget everything pretty much about this so i can be like an audience member and ask joe all the questions you would want to ask him this is called a neuralizer and the answer you're looking for lies right here I don't like this plan. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, I'm trying to remember, like, it's a good thing I've got ADHD because it does feel like somebody's running around every now and again with a little blinky blink thing from Men in Black and just erases short bits of my memory. And I'm like, what? I can't remember that. But anyway, you, you, I do know the most of it, but um, yeah, yeah, like the, 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 the old stuff. There's a lot of questions I have. And Joe actually went and did some research up to date. He talked to some people in the know yeah. and he's got everything. He's got the deets. Amazing. All right, let's listen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at the moment, let's let's start from here. At the moment, uh, there is a advocacy group, or um, I guess they're an NPO. They are an NPO, yeah. uh, Afri Forum, civil civil society organization. That's the correct. Yeah, that's a correct term. term yeah. Uh, civil society organization known as Afri Forum is very controversial for some reason in South Africa. If you really get to know them, they're not that controversial. Uh, but anyway. They are fighting uh, one of, uh, or actually the third biggest party, political party in South Africa, known as the EFF, Economic Freedom Fighters. The president of that uh, party, or the, as they call him, the commander in chief, is called Julius Malema. Now, some of you may have heard of Julius. He's been in the news many, many, many times, especially for saying things like, 
that he's not calling for the killing of white people, at least for now. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm saying to you, we've not called for the killing of white people, at least for now. I can't That's, guarantee the future. Yeah, but I mean, you'd understand somebody watching that, especially as it gets shared on Twitter, they freak out. Ah, it sounds like a genocidal ah, call. Ah, cry babies. And I mean, he said it again uh, under oath. Uh, well, in court, yeah. Yeah, in court, but we'll get to that. Um, so, where do I start with this? So this, I want to yeah. stick. I want to stick to the case. I want to stick to the current case that is going on. It's about Kill the Boer song, okay? Yes. After form. And a lot of other South Africans are saying that you can't sing Kill the Boer. It's a call for violence. Yes. Uh, it, it equates to or equals that people will go and kill Boers or Afrikaners because sometimes Boers are referred to as Afrikaners or vice versa. And uh, Julius is saying, uh, or his side is saying, but it's a song and it's a um, struggle song from you know, the early 90s, uh, during apartheid, it, it, it has nothing to do with the actual killing. It's a metaphor for uh, getting our land back. I'm, I'm summarizing and paraphrasing for time. Um, people can Google. Yes? I have questions. Just how? how? How is it a metaphor when the words are literally shoot the boer? Like, I don't, I don't understand what else is that a metaphor for <laughs> as opposed to shoot the boer like there's no other metaphor it's not a metaphor it is fucking words that's a bit of a rant and not a question okay Sorry. so <laughs> we move on uh because here's 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 the thing okay so every <clears throat> forum at one point did take julius or the eff to court over singing of this song this was in 2011 okay the wow. johannesburg high court the judge colin lamont presiding as an equality as an equality court had deemed Malema guilty of hate speech for using the song's lyrics. Despite Malema's appeal at the Supreme Court of Appeal, the case was later withdrawn with both parties opting for me mediation. So what happened is everyone was taking them, uh, EFF and Julius Malema to court. Court ruled in F reform's favor and obviously uh, EFF deciding to appeal the judgment. And during that process, uh, EFF and AFREFORM came to a, um, what they call a mediation, which is basically a settlement or an agreement of some sort, which is court binding, by the way, basically saying that Julius cannot use the word kill in the song, which is why some of you will remember, he changed the word kill to kiss the boy. Yeah, and then he did that for up he until... He did that for now. a while. Yeah, up until now. Now, this is where we get to, we're getting close now to where we are. It, 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 a, a lot of South Africans will remember the case of Brendan Horner. Uh, this was during yes. the lockdown uh, in South Africa. A young farmer was brutally uh, murdered, left on a pole. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go into too much detail because of YouTube. But oh, it, was um, it was hectic. It, it, at the time, whew, South Africa was the racial tension was high and not not because south africans are racist just because the media everybody like fueled it eff was really pushing that yeah. you know uh racism rhetoric this is the time when there was this massive what was this the town called where this all took place and you had the eff on one side you had the police in the middle and you had all the farmers afri forum and the citizens of the town on the other side going 
we don't want the EFF here. And the EFF yes. built it up for weeks and weeks going, we're going to go. Yeah. And Senegal. why were they there? Yeah, Senegal. Why were they there though? Why was the EFF there to defend who? The murderers. Well, that's the part that nobody really understands. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, remember, there was a huge buildup to that as well. Like, there, the, yeah. the, the EFF wasn't there uh, the first time for Senegal. They were there, the, I think, the third, second or third time Senegal yeah, happened. Yeah. There was three court dates. And I think the first one, the, the farmers, and I don't agree with this uh, in terms of, like, what they did or what they're accused of doing, rather, they were so upset that they didn't get a verdict and the guy didn't go to jail or, or whatever, the case was postponed, that they yeah. started to uh, destroy uh, police vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. So so that fueled things. And then and then that's when Julius said, I remember he said um, he's going to be at Senegal. Just don't push our van. Just don't touch our court. You touch it, we touch you. You push, we push double. You shoot, we shoot double. We are not scared of death. We are dead already. Oh, okay. So this is this is the time when he decided to defend public property and not burn it down. Yeah, you know. Like he usually, is, yeah. Yeah. usually does it clicks and stuff. You know, <laughs> when they go break shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's like he's, he's so he is a flip flopper then. Well, we know this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Here we are, Brendan Horner's court case. Okay, I think it's the third time they're in cynical or something like that. And um, big clash between, second time, big clash like you like you painted yeah. earlier. You know the the Boers on the one side or the Afrikaners, uh, white if you will, and yeah. uh, and then the EFF, right? Well, it wasn't just again. It wasn't just white. It was mostly the citizens of the town. It was, it was, and they were, I mean, it's mostly a white town, but they were colored people. They were black people. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't just like white farmers on one side. No, 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 no. It wasn't. And um, so anyway, during that, the proceedings of the court case, the EFF were caught outside of the courtroom chanting, kill the boor, kill yeah. the farmer. Yes. And it was at that moment that Afri Forum and Ernst Rutz uh, decided, or not decided, they rightfully claimed that the case uh that this meant that the mediation was broken because the mediation was that julius and the entire party and the followers are not allowed to say or sing kill the boor no. they did now this prompted this current case that we are in at the moment when i say we i mean Afri <laughs> i'm not part of afriform i'm just saying uh sane-minded people um so, so just a quick viewer question so would this be would this be the same case that we watched that happened like was it last year the year before where you had that guy that looked like Jan van Rubik, Mark, you know, <laughs> yeah, Mark. epical dude, Kiff music, guy you interviewed, <laughs> yeah, is that that this is the same court case as that case, right? Yes. Or so is, that is that, that is that is the oh, one. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Okay, so cool. that so when they broke the mediation at uh, at Brendan Horner, cynical, yeah, cynical. Uh, Afriform was like, hey, you broke the mediation. Now we're going to go to court, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. that's where Mark Oppenheimer had the epic uh, cross-examination with Julius Malemon and brought out a lot of Julius's uh, just horrible rhetoric. Uh, and again, also, it's also it, was a, it was a great example of like an in-depth view of to what he believes, his ideology. It's yes. like, it's really not cool. No. It's scary. It's the, very scary. The other thing I wanted to ask was, uh, so that's also the case, because obviously in that case is where he argues. I mean, this is he argued the entire time, and maybe you can explain this a little bit more, 
But their argument was the EFF said, well, they weren't singing Kill the Boer. They were singing Kiss the Boer. That was the entire sort of premise of this case, wasn't it? Or no, am I, am I no, no, no. They, the, the premise of this case was now they were trying to fight to be able to sing Kill the Boer. And they were fighting that oh. Kill the Boer is not hate speech. That was uh, the, oh, the premise. Okay. So they were arguing they got this expert I'm doing air quotes. Expert, I remember, yes. <laughs> uh, to 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 examine the song and explain why the song is not literal and blah blah blah. It's a lot of woke BS. Um, so, but again, going back to Julius, I want to mention this, and hopefully we can show a clip where uh, Mark actually gets him in a bit of a corner and says, "Like, will you?" Under oath, say that you will never call for the killing of white people. At the beginning, he agrees. And then when when Mark asks him to do it, he denies it. Here, check this out. If I asked you to pledge to say, I will never call for the slaughter of white people, would you make that pledge? I will do it with ease. Make that pledge. Why would I do that? I'm asking you to make that pledge. I don't, you I said I will do it I, I won't do it. Make the pledge. I won't do it. You won't do it? Yes. Ah, I understand. Rough. Cool. Rough so, stuff, dude. That's rough stuff. And I mean, that should alarm anyone, really, yeah, exactly. right? That should alarm anyone. I mean, now this is pretty much the second time he said that he's not going to, or that he is going to, or he might rather, let me put it that way, mm. he might call for, uh, I mean, he might do a genocidal call. As he puts it, he never, he doesn't yeah. know what the future holds. Uh, but anyway, so that court case happened. We're not going to go into detail about what happened there. Then there a lot of evidence, a lot of uh, even f uh, victims of farm attacks were on there. Uh it, a lot was said, a lot of evidence was handed. Anyway, the Equality Court, the judge decided, this is not hate speech. Kill the Boer is not hate speech, and Julius is allowed to sing it. Because, as he quoted, uh, he is quoted as saying that the uh, the song uh, is a struggle song, and therefore it is within the rights of him being able to, to sing, sing to sing it. Okay, I have a quick question. Yeah. So, when, when, obviously, when you, you use the term hate speech, what we actually mean is, is, is the incitement to violence. The court doesn't perceive singing the song, shoot the boer, shoot the farmer, they don't consider that incitement to violence. Because obviously there's incitement not, to violence and then not, there's hate speech. Not necessarily the words. Um, it's more because it's in the con context, air context quotes, of a, of of a, a song. song and a struggle song. Therefore, words can be metaphors. Words don't have to be taken literally in songs or okay. struggle songs. And ergo, it's not hate speech. That's, that's essentially, in a nutshell, the argument. And lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, not a few months later after that, obviously, AfriForum immediately wants to appeal. They were granted the leave of appeal, and we're going to get to that. That's what happened this past Monday. Uh, we are recording on the 7th of September, so people will be listening to this at some point. We've obviously, uh, this is not live, it's pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Um, so, so before we get to the, what happened on Monday, uh, lo and behold, as soon as, uh, Malema has the ability or right to write, air quotes, uh, to sing it, he's caught on the 10th anniversary of EFF singing Kill the Boer. Check this out. Conto Alliance Shoot to kill the mother Kill the poor The farmer Kill the poor The farmer Brr, pa. Pa. 
Yeah, right back at it at the 10th anniversary. And of course, this caught a lot of international attention. Um, Elon Musk got involved on X. Everybody, Um, everybody. This is like just across the board. This is, it was actually good. And I think it's bad. There's sort of a double edged sword here. Yeah. Because it got the community, it got the entire online community to take note of what's happening, of what people are saying. And it's this sort of, climate is like where you can't say certain things that's pushing it a bit too far my guy yeah exactly and uh elon musk giving his points will show what he said he someone shared the video of uh, that we just saw and elon replying to that saying they are openly pushing for genocide of white people in south africa he actually tags the president cyril ramaphosa why do you say nothing now we're going to touch on this a bit later, so let's let's park this for a second. Uh, but he also replied to a good friend of ours, Ernst Van Sale, who also works for Afriform uh, Conscious Caracal on X, if you guys want to go check him out. Uh, farm attacks in South Africa surge after EFF sings Kill the Boer Song, which is the whole reason why uh, Afriform is fighting this so much, is because they do believe that when the song is being sung, they do see, according to their findings, uh, farm attacks go up. Um, and there's an article that we can show, uh, but Elon also replying to that saying the lack of condemnation about EFF actively calling for genocide is appalling. Again, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment, but let's get back to, so we see Elon Musk. Okay. This guy has how many like (laughs) followers on, on Twitter? Like, oh, 155.6 million followers. Um, so it got a lot of traction. <laughs> yeah, that's double our country. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, almost three half, times our country. It's half of America, dude. America yeah, has like 300 insane. million, uh, well, over 300 million uh, citizens. But anyway, so with now half of America knowing that this is happening, <laughs> um, uh, we, we get to what happened on Monday. Now, unfortunately, fortunately, depending on how you want to look at this, uh, it was a bit of an anticlimactic situation. I think a lot of people, I mean, I didn't, I, I thought this was going to be like open and shut situation and, you know, but basically how it works for those of you who may not know, when you appeal something, right, you go to the Supreme Court of Appeals, basically you don't have to redo the trial because this time you're presiding in front of five judges, okay, who will all give their, uh, judgment at the end of the appeal. And Mm. what you do in an appeal is it's your opportunity to either present new evidence, if it's allowed, rehash some of the important parts of the case that you feel maybe, as a lawyer, that you feel maybe, um, maybe it wasn't represented very well in the original case. Maybe you forgot to mention something in the original case. Maybe you, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you could pick certain aspects of the case, bring it up again to drive your point home to the uh, presiding judges and, and, and basically win the turnover of judgment if that's what you're gunning for. And obviously, if you are someone who wants the, who doesn't want the appeal to change, you want the judgment to remain, then you're going to be fighting uh, against what your opposition says and yeah. rehashing why 
the judgment is actually correct and shouldn't be overturned. So that's in a nutshell. They booked two days. They only did one day. They were able to say everything in one day. They even had a free market foundation uh, have a, uh, a friend of the court. Uh, uh, well, they went in as friend of the court. Mark Oppenheimer was the one who was the friend of the court. And he got to also say something where he was basically making the point that the law should be equal for everyone. Whether you're a citizen, whether you're a politician, a football player, it doesn't matter. Hate speech is hate speech. Law is law. No one is above the law. That was basically, in a nutshell, his his thing. Trying to bring, trying to bring the judges down to earth and say... Listen, guys, we know this is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people in South Africa. But at the end of the day, the rule of law must prevail. And unfortunately, there is no verdict yet. And the verdict could take, could be next week, could be next month, could be next year. We don't know. Um, Judges will take as long as they need to. Uh, There's five judges. They will each give their judgment. And majority wins. So in other words, if three out of the five decide that the appeal is overturned, then the appeal is overturned. Um, So that's how that works. And here is the juicy information that I have found out. Regardless, I'll say this again, regardless of what the outcome is, the case will go to the Constitutional Court, which is the last court you can appeal to, by the way. After that, whatever the Constitutional Court says, that's final, you cannot appeal it again, it's done. And the reason why I know this is because both sides have said they will appeal it if they don't like it. So for example, if the um, courts of appeal decide, okay, we're gonna rule in the favor of AFRIFORM, they're right, this is hate speech, EFF is gonna say, no, 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 we're gonna appeal this. And of course, if uh, the Because the other way, same thing happens. Exactly. Uh, Every forum will say, no, 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 it's hate speech. We're going to appeal this. So regardless of what happens, (laughs) this is going to go to the constitutional court. um, And and then then it's going to be really interesting because that that you're presiding in front of eight judges and it might take even longer to get uh, a verdict. So that's where we are. That's where that's where we're at. Okay. I feel like it's a lot for you to take in, Mort. No, no, I'm just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, uh, there's, there's parts of it and I'm like. Let's talk yeah. a bit about like why we wanted to bring this conversation, why we wanted to talk about this conversation or about this topic. So I think you and I both agree that yes. the song, that part of the song is hate speech. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. This is where it gets interesting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I would agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify it as hate speech. I would call it incitement to violence. I reject the sort of the terminology of classifying uh, incitement to violence as hate speech. I think hate speech doesn't exist. I think hate speech. Hate is subjective. I think there's a difference between an incitement to violence and hate speech. So. In South Africa, we've kind of we've we've merged the two with specific reasoning for that, and the reason is that the government can now use that, as we see with the specific case where they're using the law to their, you know, they, you know, for example, someone like Julius Malema can come along, and EF and, and Afri Forum can fight it all they want to. You have the cases like, you know, who's the chick that? 
Vicky Momberg. You've got all these cases of select people. And then you've got people like the South African Human Rights Commission only going after select people because their ideology is completely warped in the sense of they don't believe that people of a specific race can be racist. So therefore, this this is a sort of this is a broad sort of stick to bitch slap your opponents with, and that's why I like the, the that's why I reject the concept of hate speech. I, I agree that incitement to violence is exactly what it is, and and then again, there's a part of me, the libertarian part in me, which is going, you know. Um, like okay, cool. It's in a song now, so I've I've deep struggle with this because as a, as someone who makes jokes online, I'm going. So at at what point and who decides? Like, hey, incitement to violence is very specific. I can't sing a. I mean, can you sing? Is there any other songs that you that you know of where people sing about killing somebody else, like you know, killing my boyfriend or your wife or something? You know, I'm trying to think of like, is there is there a case like it's in America? There isn't. There, you can do that because there is no such thing as, as you know, like that's not an incitement. It's you know, that, that's that fine line between artistry and like comedy, satire, and the real world. Like the EFF aren't using it in a satirical. They're not satirists. They're not comedians. They're a political party. So who they are puts them in a different world. They can't go like, oh, you know, we made a joke now. When I was doing a speech, it's like, no, you're 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 not a comedian, you are a pol politician, so you're in a different realm. So, yeah, I I I, I would I would hundred percent agree that singing the song, kill the farmer, kill the boer, kill the farmer is one hundred percent incitement to violence. They are a political party, and the reason they're doing it, they're doing it. I think it's the reasoning is twofold. They're doing it because they want to. I don't know gather clout because every time they sing it they get all the media you just had elon musk which is i said the double-edged sword you've got elon musk tweeting it out they're getting new members but yeah they're, they're targeting the lowest of the low and the more noise they can make that's why they do these stupid things like they go protest clicks they go protest these dumb things because it's just about it's just about getting members to pay the money so they can drive porsches 100 <laughs> percent, and uh I I see your argument about hate speech, and yeah. um, I'm not going to get into an in-depth conversation no, 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 no. about uh, hate speech. We will have that, that conversation, conversation on this podcast, and I want to get Mark Oppenheimer and maybe somebody else involved in this conversation because I do need – I feel like – because like I want to argue what you said, but at yeah. the same time, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what the law – of hate speech actually says. I don't know it verbatim. Yeah. So I'd rather have someone who knows that law and Mark Oppenheimer knows that law yeah. um, to come onto the show and we, we can have a nice debate about what is hate speech, does it exist, and see where see where we land. I, yeah. I understand the concept that you speak of. Um, yeah. I understand that hate speech can be considered uh, subjective, you know, because... <sighs> You know, to, to, to take a very uh, light example, you know, uh, the N-word, okay? That is considered hate speech, right? But at the same yeah. time... In South I, Africa only, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the K-word, if you want to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. K-word, the yeah. N-word. But I mean, um, for example, like this. I can give you a good example, Joe. Like, I can say, Joe, I hate you. 
no one's going to arrest me for that. No, exactly. Yeah. But I, I can't say. But I, I am hating you for your person. Like, I'm just. Yeah. What's the word called? Your, um, your integrity, or, or there's a Character? word in the. Yeah, it's, it's something to do with your integrity or some shit, which is a very vague word, which is exactly why they used it. But I can say, for example, Joe Emilio, I hate you. But I can't say uh, I don't it, like you because you're Mexican or Egyptian or South African. No, you can say that. My example, my my it's example. Bigotry. Yeah. It's out, but that's 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 in the that's that's the legislation. I can't uh, discrimination can't, no, no, based no. on bigotry you, religion. You, you no no no. You have the right to not like me because of that. You don't have the right to say, listen. I'm in control of this establishment, this restaurant, and I don't like you because you're you're Mexican, so therefore you're not allowed in. That's the discriminatory or dis, dis, um, discriminatory yeah, but, thing that you can't but, do. But, but you can say God. you can say I can say I don't like um, I don't like you because you're Afrikaans. You know that that's yeah. not going to get me in trouble. What I was I'm going really to say. Afrikaans. Keep I'm keep kidding. lying Karen, to Karen, yourself. Karen. Keep lying to yourself. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> So like he, no, but no, no, I'm going to give you a very good example. Okay, Just, okay, okay. Do it, do it. sorry. <laughs> you can't necessarily call me something derogatory, and for a Mexican, that would be so the like equivalent. <laughs> the equivalent of like the N word or K word for Mexican, and it's not even that bad. But if you said it in America to a Mexican, people would be like, "Oh, you can't say that." Ooh, teach, uh, teach me a new word. <laughs> <wet> back. <laughs> You can't call oh. me a wetback. Um, that's very derogatory. But you, okay, but then if you if I can't call you that, then you can't call me an iceback. Why are you? Because an I like the colder climate. Are you an Eskimo and, or something like that? No, but I'm like from the I'm from the winter. Uh, you know, my no. great 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 grand no. ancestors are from what, from what the cold is, part. Wait a second. What is a derogatory term for Afrikaners? I, I, I can't even think of any. Um, well, I, don't I know. know. I, don't I know. know. I, just, I know. Because I was in English class when I was growing up. I never was Afrikaans. So I had the Afrikaans kids bullying me. So they would call me, uh, uh, what's it, Soti and like that type of stuff. So I don't really know. Like, no, that, dude, I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was, so I was, an, I was I'm, I'm, I'm a Soti. Like that, I'm, I'm that. Yeah, like but I, so am I. Because I was, my first language was English. It's always was English. But was you are born to Afrikaans parents. Yeah, but at that, the kids at school didn't give a shit about that. They were like, you're in the English class. You're a Soti. Man, so kids, so wait a second. Were they white? Yeah, of course they're white. So wait a second. Are you saying, Mark, that you were bullied? I was oppressed. By white <laughs> South Africans. Whites, whites oppressed me, dude. But I, you're I white. Know exactly, I know exactly what, what Malem is going through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so It's so, really not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> No, but I mean, the derogatory term, for, I would like, this is the thing, like, even the, the term farmer, it, it's how you say it. You can, it's like going, calling Boor. people a, a boss or boor or like, you know, it's said in a derogatory term. So like, Maybe. It's, the meaning changes. I mean, uh, like we used to call the Afrikaners rock spiders. You know? Ah, that's, that is a, yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, I don't, I it's not as bad from. as saying N word, but I mean, yeah, it's, of course. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. You you can't really call someone by the derogatory term, but here's the thing in South Africa though, and that's a good point that you bring up. In South Africa specifically, you can't say the K word, you can't say the N word. You will go to jail. You will be fined. You will yeah. be hated. Now, some would argue that that is a good thing, 
And some would argue that that is a bad thing. Now, I understand why you think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, because as a libertarian, hate speech doesn't really exist because, again, hate can be subjective. I yeah. can really hate someone, but that person is lo- like Julius is a very good example. I don't like Z- yeah. Julius, right? Yeah. But he's loved by millions, right? Yeah. So there we go. That's a perfect example. So I understand the concept of hate speech is subjective. You know, one man's insult is another man's compliments. You can you can you can say it how you want, right? And it is yeah. subjective. Like if someone calls me a wetback, I can choose to be offended and I can choose not to be offended. Um, and I'll probably choose not to be offended. Exactly. I'll laugh it off. Uh, I'll be like, ha, ah, okay, cool. You know that term, you jackass. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, but I mean, but, but this is this is the thing because I think I think this this kind of leads to it. It's like somehow someone's decided that that certain offense has currency or has more value than but someone this, else's. But offense. but you see, this is where the law. This is where the lawyer needs to come in. How did we get here? How did how did hate speech come to be? Why? Oh, what is the correct uh, parameters of hate speech? You know, is it because. Again, offend, being offended, and I think this is actually something that uh, Mark was fighting against because they wanted to change the definition of hate speech to be more broad, and he was yes. fighting against that. So again, I want to get him on board. I want to get him on the show. We'll chat about it. Um, I I will say that I do think Kill the Boer, like you said, is a call to action. It's like a call to yes. violence or whatever. Yes, 100%. But I do lean on the side of its hate speech. I do, and 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 maybe, maybe if we can stick to why it it it's specifically with kill the boor hate speech is because it is kind of derogatory towards the farmers of South Africa, and and also it's a it's a I mean it's a minority. Not that I think that matters, but like it, it does matter. That has yeah, it does but matter. I mean like. In, I mean, like again, when we go down the road of minorities and you're going like all, you know, in the global sense of the word, black people are, for example, a minority, when yeah. in the global sense of the word, they're not at all a minority. They're in America, they're a minority. That doesn't apply to Africa or South Africa, where they're the majority, but the global community still sees that as such. And then therefore, you know, those 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 laws don't come out of nowhere. I mean, the hate speech laws are things that have you know, it's things that are passed in the UK. We've gone like, let's adapt this to South Africa. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and fair enough. But like what I'm, the point I was trying to get to is I think it's hate speech because in the context of what this is used for, and I'm not talking about the song. I mean, yeah. we've seen at certain farm attacks where they, I mean, Mark uh, was quoting Ernst Rutt's book. I ha- uh, will show the clip. Um, actually, just check this out. On 6th of March 2009, Alice Lotta at the age of 76 and her daughter Helen at the age of 57 were tortured to death on their farm in Allen Bridge near Valcom in the Free State. Their home was several hundred meters from the Allen Ridge police station. Both women were tortured for hours, being stabbed with broken glass bottles in their vaginas. One of the women also had her breast cut off while she was still alive. Ellen's injuries were so extreme that the medical examiner was unable to tell if she had also been raped. Alice had been stabbed in the neck and throat and had drowned in her own blood. Their blood was used to write the words, kill the Boer on the walls of their homestead. The torturers who tortured 
this mother and daughter to death and then wrote the words, kill the boar in blood. So yeah, I mean, see, there's, there's instances of this happening. Then there's also uh, recently, for those of you who, who are still in denial about this, as recent as the 13th of August, uh, one also man who works for AfriForum, uh, his name is Jock uh, Broderick, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, saying, saying this about a farm attack. In the early hour mornings of the 17th of August, Amanda Platt and her husband were attacked on their farm outside Peter Marisburg. The attackers literally took minutes to break down the security fence and the burglar bars and then broke their way through the door and started assaulting the couple quite heavily with pipes, crowbars and other instruments. All the while chanting, kill the boer, kill the farmer. After that, one of the attackers proceeded to stab Amanda with a spear. And, and you see, this, this is the thing, Mark, this is why I'm like, is it hate speech to the point where it's being used at murder scenes? It's being yeah. chanted in murder scenes. It's like a call, a scream, a war cry, almost. You know, and, and, and there's nothing but hate because some of these farm, we can't even talk and go into detail about some of these farm yeah, attacks no, no. because they're so no, no, gruesome. Um, and, and, and that's the thing, when, when you boil a four-year-old or something like that, there's been kids who have been boiled, yeah. right, alive, during these farm attacks. That's not love. That's not like a metaphor. That's not no, like, ha playtime. No, that is hate. And that yeah. emotion is there. And when, when they, some, not all of them, but I think for a lot of them, especially the ones that do these horrible crimes, when they chant, kill the boar, kill the farmer, as they're doing something horrible to someone, that is hate. That is hate yeah. speech. Um, and that's where I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I do think that there is some uh, some reasoning behind what you're saying, but in the context of just kill the boor, yeah, just like you know the N word being such a horrible derogatory thing because of the way that the uh, African Americans were treated back back then on the cotton farms and stuff like that, that N word was it was a horrible way of of addressing. Uh, black people it meant yeah. so many other things and that's why it, it, it came from a place of like you are disgusting you are you are below me and I, I you should be on the bottom of my shoe you insect you that's how that word back in the day was like and that's hate that can and I think that's what in some ways we mean by hate speech it comes from a place of bad evil vibes and why do you want to be okay with allowing people to to preach that because in the case of kill the boar when you have a politician who's able to say these horrible things now influences millions of other south africans you have a very big problem maybe i'm misdefining things here no no no, no. but i mean i've got i mean i've got a, i've got a uh, got a thought right so uh, obviously, yes. Again, I, I, I like I said before, I, d I disagree with the the framing of the w of, of of what he's doing. I, I consider it uh, incitement to violence. But here's the thing: which do you think has done more damage towards the sort of the crime we see, the the um, attacks, farm attacks, and that? Sorry, just preface here. That's something I maybe just want to touch on after this. 
the concept of the farm murders because there's there's a big vibe between that. But which do you think has done has done has done is, is worse for society or a minority of farmers, which would be a small number of people, Julius Malema and them, singing the song on occasion here and there, right? I mean, it doesn't happen that much. Is that worse than the concept of outright from it's from every single news publication, every single uh, messaging, advertisers, uh, schooling, all this stuff, propagating the concept of white privilege, pushing that narrative, that ideology, and in my from my point of view, I think that's done more damage to minority people, especially in small communities where it's 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 taught now in school it's taught that you know you've got uh it, it's in advertising it's in media it's in news all they write about and this is all we've heard for the last 10 years is the concept of you know how being being like i mean you know is it okay it's okay to be white it's considered hate speech like in some places i mean like that concept of white privilege the white man needs to fall you know white all this stuff, I think that's done far worse damage to, like, I don't know, I'd say crime, the correlation between that, because you're you're addressing an entire race. And again, like, this is, uh, uh, do I, do I, I mean, singing the song, the incitement of violence, or singing kill the farm, kill the boer, that's on top of that already established ideology that we've been pushing from every department, every aspect of society. We've pushed that. Now you just added that on. So which is, again, I think that ideology of pushing that one concept is far worse than this thing. But obviously, this is the, this is the cherry on the, on the cake. The kill the boy, kill the farmer. That's the cherry. The other thing we, we're not even going to look at. And I think that has probably bigger damage done than a society believing this this narrative and teaching this narrative across the board. Absolutely. I think, I think they go hand in hand in some ways. And I think yeah. maybe Julius has used that narrative to his advantage because he's come up with things like white monopoly capital and, and, and he uses the white privilege thing a lot as well. And everything says, is race-based. Every yeah. single thing is race-based. Well, identity like, politics. That's, that's all yes, it is. That, that's the thing. So identity yeah. politics, I would say, is a, probably a bigger issue. And I mean, that was, I think it's because of identity politics, we ended up where we are today. So wouldn't the best thing to be is like shoot identity politics in the nuts? <laughs> um, oh, wait, sorry. Uh, listen, it, it no, you're right. It's not, it, but that's it doesn't why, have a gender. But, <laughs> but, but that's why podcasts like this yeah. now exist, right? Based Edge yeah. podcasts where we give our based edge opinions. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to, we're not going to pick, we're going to call it as it is. We're going to, we're yeah. going to say how it is. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, there's nothing wrong at all with what you've said. Um, yeah. And I would, I would, I would go as far as to say that Julius is a very smart man. For those of you who may think otherwise, then you're fooled no, no, no. because he is a very smart guy, and he's used yeah. this this atmosphere that we are in, that you speak of, to his advantage. Yeah, it, and, and much much like what Hitler did back in his day, when Hitler was underground and speaking to the working class. And, and, and the poorest of the poor um, in these dingy, offbeat pubs and bars. And it what? just took one guy with a lot of money and a lot of political influence to say, I want this man front and center of the masses. Yeah. And before you knew it, everybody was saying, oh, they're not killing Jews. There's no 
Jew, like, you know, they're not putting them in camps or whatever, blah, blah. And lo and behold, as soon as Russia came into Poland and discovered what? Yeah. So So this is, Joe, this is exactly how he started. He did exactly, this is the rhetoric. And I mean, it's the same thing that I noticed, you know, during the 2015 election. It's that Bernie Sanders sort of rhetoric. It's like Julius Malema, the ANC, they show you a target. The target is the white man, white and noble capital. It's race-based. That's exactly what Hitler did. Hitler did, okay, cool. Who's the who's the cause of your problems? It's the Jewish people. Oh, they've got own everything. Oh, they've got all the land. They've got all the houses. They've got the business, the banks. And all he did was for 10 years, he just carried on going, those guys, those guys, those guys. And eventually... He decided, let's put them in camps. And then everybody was like, oh, they're sending them in camps. No, they're not. Or like, don't worry about it. Or like, hey, uh, Gestapo, there's, there's Jewish people living next door. <laughs> it's the same. That's that's what they did. And it's like all it did was that he spent 10 years normalizing it. And that's what I mean about this identity politics where we bash people for their, you know, it's fine to bash the white people, the white race. Don't touch anybody else. That's hate speech. Oh, God, no. Offense, dear. Uh, kill me. And and that's that's the last thing. I, well, not the last thing. That's the one part I also want to sort of address. In the concept and the context of South Africa where hate speech laws now do exist, yeah. I think in that context, and this is against my libertarian principles, but in that context, I want the laws to be equal. If you're yes. going to arrest Vicky Momberg for saying, comparing people on the beach to littering to animals, I'm not going to say what animals, um, then when anybody from any other race does it, especially the minority, when they make sort of derogatory terms, then I'd like to see the South African Human Rights Commission lay charges to your bitch. 100%. And on that, I definitely agree with you, 100%. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's, let's move on. I think we're going to go a little bit over time, but this is obviously yeah. a very interesting conversation. So... Let's 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 chat a bit about. Well, actually, I do want to uh, share, and I, I think it it goes with what you've just said. Um, is I actually was so angry uh, uh, with the uh, video that we just watched with uh, Jock. Just I, I watched it today, and I I just I was so angry. I, I tweeted this: um, "Kill the boar, kill the farmer" is hate speech. Song, chant, spoken, it means the same thing. Calling for the killing of any race is wrong. Calling for the killing of any group of people, humans, is wrong. The, f- the I misspelled fact there. The fact that we still debate this shows how lost we have become as human beings. It's wrong, full stop. I gladly and proudly stand with South African farmers and Afriform. Um, and, and that's all that, um, needs to be said. Apparently they're burning farms. Someone tweeted this to me. Yeah. I I mean, I saw stats today, just, I think for August, we were sitting on something like there's 19 farm attacks from four farmers. I mean, just to, just to like, you know, like I've kind of secondhand experienced it because my folks were attacked on a farm. So it's like, it's, it's not a fun thing. It's like. It's, it's, and, and that's the one part, like there, there's two concepts of this that I, that I really hate. And this happened a few years ago with the, I think when the Lauren Southern brought out her documentary, Farmlands, there was a massive debate online about no farm murders aren't real. Why are you focusing on that? Blah, 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 blah. Like it just went on and on. You've got the woke, the one side, the intersectional side going farm murders aren't happening. That's, that's the thing. And then there's the debate about, well, you know, there is no white genocide. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, okay, but farm murders exist. And, and one one thing I'd like to sort of bring up, and this is kind of what I noticed, I, I noticed that a lot of these, these uh, publications, news publications like the Daily Maverick, all of these people, they, they forever write about how always questioning this concept of white genocide. And, you know, it's a myth and it's not real and they're talking about the stats. And at the same part, I see them article after article as well about, you know, pointing out, highlighting that there's people in the LGBT community that are getting attacked because of their, you know, gender or because of their lifestyle. sexual orientation. Yeah, their lifestyle. You know, they're getting attacked for that. And again, there, there's articles about it. I, I don't understand how you can't, you can see the one that's far less. Uh, I think there was four in 2020, 2022. There was, I think there was uh, about 30, 36 farm attacks a month, each and every month. But you you question the one going, it's you know, it's not real, it's not bullshit. But the other one is like, oh, we have to, Something needs to be done. It's terrible. You had the president, literally, in the last in the last presidential speech and the presidential and the speech before that, talking about gender based violence, especially against the LGBTQ community. He has not once mentioned the attacks that the minority population farmers experience. I mean, that's that's utterly retarded. The fact that that's not being brought up, of course. And I mean, that's why, and, and we can actually get into this now. Like you know, Elon Musk pointing out how the media and even the president don't talk about white genocide. Now, I'm not going to say, actually, let me say this. Yeah. Let's make it clear. Because there's a lot of people that think that Afriform is pushing that narrative that there's a white genocide. And Afriform has never once, not ever, said that there's a white genocide. No. So for those of you who think that you are sorely mistaken, they, I don't know how they got embroiled in that, but I think the media had something to do with it. I can, I can explain that one. I can okay. explain. It's, it's, it's called gaslighting. It's like, it's a straw man. Yeah. You're, you're, they're basically what happens is you can't argue the actual facts. So you make a straw man and you go, because the argument is going like white, white farmers are facing terrible violence and they're going, what do you mean? And then they go, and I think there was one time, so this was brought up a couple of years ago, it was the study about, I think the people from the, who was it again? The, the, the what, Genocide Watch or something like that. They look at certain triggers of, you know, the seven stages of genocide. And they went like, I think South Africa's on stage four or something, where it's like, you vilify a specific race, a specific minority for X amount of time. Then the next thing is this. Then violence starts to increase and all this. And then someone went up going, it's starting to look like white genocide. Yes, I'm not saying it. Nobody hasn't said it. There is going to be some tunny, you know, maybe on her WhatsApp group that's going, oh, shit, the white genocide or stuff. But no one has said that there is white genocide. No one has ever said that. We have not said it once on this thing. When we con- we correlated it to what's happened with the Jewish people, we're not saying the two things are the same. Nobody's gassing white people. We didn't say that. All we're saying is you have certain elements that you look for. You're going, there's certain triggers. You know, like if, the, if, if there's a kid at school and he's like, he starts cutting up little animals, right? And the next thing he's, you know, he's, he's fighting at school. He's bringing knives and stuff. And the next thing he's breaking in, you kind of can predict where he's going to go after that, right? Jail. So you're saying, and this is what the thing is, people are going, oh, looks like we're headed for jail. Going, no, he's not. There's no jail. This kid's never gone to jail. Like, what are, 
What? This is the ridiculousness of it. Yes, we're saying that these are things that lead up to these things. We've got history, but the problem is that the intersectional woke left hate history. You know, mm. communism, socialism, never yep. worked, never worked. Yeah, 100%. And, like, the thing is, like, we also need to mention this is, like, the white genocide topic, like you said, is it's also a very heated debate in South yeah. Africa. And what's annoying, to your point earlier about journal journalists or media, they, they start to make fun of the white genocide. We had this uh, yeah. journo, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, the, 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 the editor from the, the, literally the editor of the Daily Maverick. Yes, uh, I'm Wait, trying so to this, find... this has happened. Oh, Richard, happened. Richard Poplack uh, saying, what wine pairs with white genocide? I mean, really? Oh, he's, he's so funny, Joe. No, no, Joe, listen. Listen, he's <laughs> actually a comedian. This guy, he's the best comedian ever. Like, Never his stuff is so, he's, No, his stuff is so, so higher grade funny. Like, it's, we just, we're too stupid to understand. Ah, That's why okay. he got one of his, his, you know, appy journalists to write a complete explanation the following day of how deep and funny the joke was and how South Africa doesn't have a sense of humor. You know, there was another comedian who actually did a song on white genocide who um, I'm not going to mention his name, but I don't want to give him more airtime, who I think he still does comedy, but uh, he was actually fired because he was he was a journo as well. And uh, he he was fired because he said something defamatory to a political party's uh, followers. And uh, he also had done a song about white genocide. He's basically making fun of white genocide. Uh, I will send you the video. Uh, do I'd not, sh- don't show it on. No, no, I won't. Um, no, I won't. But, you know, maybe, maybe I just, maybe most South Africans just don't get it, man. Maybe, you know. I mean, this is the, this is the thing that just completely boggles my mind. You have, you have people who are literally, who get offended, like, they, like literally where they, they will go to the point they want to sue people because mentioning something about, for example, like slavery, not a single person to live this generation or the previous generation or the previous generation before that experienced it, yet somehow they feel trauma, whereas you have people who experience, and this is what I saw during that like that Brendan Horner case, so these, these people, the family of the victim are there, and you have the EFF there you know, going, you guys all, this is bullshit, da-da-da, farmers is a joke, this is all a joke, you're going like... You, you've got the same people who, who feel one way about it and then in the same breath are like, you know, yeah. making fun of people who, who literally experience, experience the horrors of that kind of situation. It, it boggles my mind. It I think it is worth stating that the Brendan Horner case turned out to... It took a very interesting turn, and I'm not sure what the end result was. But yeah, what it, happened? I can't it, it turns out that cops were even involved. So, um, oh, yes, yeah. So, so maybe not the stare. It was there's accusations. Let me put it that way. There's yeah. accusations. Last last I checked, there's accusations that the uh, South African Police Department staged it as a farm attack. Oh, now. So oh, I, I, that, that, that's allegations. I don't know if it's true. I haven't checked up. And the case has kind of gone cold as well last time I checked. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe something comes out. But this is South Africa, unfortunately. Uh, not a lot of stuff gets solved. Um, but I will say this. 
regardless of what it was, whether it was a real pharma tank or it was some weird conspiracy thing that was happening, that 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 guy, that the Brendan Horner, he was I don't know, he was like fourteen or something. He was young. He was like no, that's no, I why. Was, no, he was, I think he was he was sixteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, no, he was, no, he but he was, was young. He was 18. He was, he was like a young farm. Yes. He was a young uh, farm manager. Farm, I remember now. Yeah. Assistant manager. Some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I still remember. younger than 20. Dude, Life to... is gone. Yeah. But again, it's, and this is the thing is that a lot of times I hear people go like, yeah, well, there's, there's murder across South Africa. I, I go, but there's a differential difference between the two. You know, yes, crime in South Africa, 78 people, what, 78, yep. 80 people yep. are murdered 80, every single day, people. 100 160 rapes every day. It's absolutely bizarre. It's disgusting. But then on top of it, you have the far murder situations, which is just a different kind of violence. It's like, you know, where people are, they're, they're, they're tortured. I mean, exactly. like, you don't hear of torture happening. Like, yeah, there was a, three people were killed yesterday. 78 people were killed. How many of them were tortured? Not, none of them. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I, I it's literally just, it's, it's a different level of, of violence and it's 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 violence across the countries again the whole vibe of like if you let's if we could solve any kind of violence if we had a like if we didn't have a pimp as a you know police minister maybe we could do something like stop funding social welfare put all the money in keeping people safe when you get it down to like five people like only five people are getting murdered a day which is still too much maybe then you can start paying people for social welfare and all the shit yeah. up until then like let's 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 do the one thing correctly first instead of because you can't it's like when, when are we going to go listen enough's enough when it's 150 people a day 200 yes. i mean listen more i people think are getting killed here than in ukraine or any war that's true um, and I think, you know, having a discussion about the crime in South Africa is, is worth having oh. on its own because we can talk about yes. so much. And and Good just Lord. to prove to people that we're not only focusing on farm murders. So we will do an episode on crime in general in South Africa. Oh, yes. And we'll talk about all the horrific truths that exist in South Africa uh, because they are horrible. And, and, and farm murders... Well, I mean, farm um, murders relates to the topic that we're talking about. This no, is it does. Whole, but what I was, is, you know, what I was going to say is, farm sorry. murders are different in the sense that, like you said, the the, the level of torture that these people go through. I mean, don't yes. get me wrong; there are other victims oh, of, uh, of GBV that go through very horrible things. Uh, just the other day, uh, a a, a gay uh, male was. Um, horribly killed slit his his throat was slit uh almost decapitated um because allegedly i don't that the case is still ongoing allegedly because he's gay they did this to him um court it's the investigation is still ongoing also i don't have all the details but action society has been following this case uh and it's it's horrible so there are other people that experience Unfortunately, horrible things in South Africa. But like you just pointed out, South Africa is, yeah. unfortunately, its crime rate is horrible. But when you look at farm murders as a whole, yeah. or, or, or just hone in on that, you start to realize, yes, there are a few farm attacks where nothing happens. It's just they yeah, get killed or they, they survive. It's just an attack. Nobody dies. But there are some of them that make you that can make you pause and you go like, Jeez, but dude. why would someone do that if you just want the yeah. phone if you just want their car if you just want money 
Why do you have to do some of these horrific things that they do? Now, moving on to something that you and I wanted to talk about, which is the white genocide. We touched on it just now. Um, yeah. I think you and I both agree that the term white genocide, if you were to look at it, what that means, that means that there's yeah. uh, stages that are happening that would yeah. equate to white people being exterminated. Yeah. I would not go that far to say that. I would go that far to say that maybe there's an Afrikaner genocide, maybe, slowly. Um, but, but again, to your point, you know, this is at the stage, the stages we're seeing now, and I'm going to go through the stages very briefly. Um, you know, it's, it's like you said, you know, you're seeing this kid in school who's now chopped off a bunny's head and is laughing about it. You know, yeah. eventually... He's going to do some other pretty messed yeah, up right. shit. Like, he starts hurting his brothers and his siblings, his yeah. friends. You, you, know, you start like, to see those stages happened? and you can kind of predict where this is going to head. And, yeah, and exactly. this is where I, I kind of agree that there is some movement or some something is happening. Something is brewing. Yeah. Um, but also at the, at the same time, Joe, you, I mean, like, for example, you mentioned the, 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 the case just now about the, the, the gay guy who was murdered viciously. In the case of this, especially farm farm attacks, you don't have you don't have a politician talking about you know raping mm. women. You don't have a politician talking about murdering or shooting the gays. No, as a, matter, a as a matter of fact, EFF themselves uh, have been known to advocate against GBV, to be on the side of LGBTQ, yeah. um, to but condemn you, any violence against that yeah. community and but women. They, 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 They've got that. You don't have that happening. But you do have a political party calling for violence against, against a specific group. Yes. Farmers. Yes. It's insane. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. So, so you've got stage one is classification, where you classify. Yeah. It's, that's self-explanatory. You, you've, yes. you've classified who the bad person or, or who you deem is the enemy or whatever. Yeah. Then Which you have in this case would be in South the, Africa's case would be the the, the, the white Afrikaner, yeah. the white Boer, not specifically English Afrikaans, but the yeah. white farmer, not anybody else. Yeah, and then you have symbolization, which uh, you know it gives names or other symbols to the classification. So, like for example, uh, they name the people Jews or Gypsies. You know, so again, so the, Boer the, or, the oppressor, the the colonizer, yeah. the yeah. and again, think think about what we talked about earlier. You have almost like a mass acceptance. I can remember when you watched the Black Panther, where they, you know, as a joke, they mentioned the one guy that comes there that she, she, uh, what's it, King T'Challa's sister, yeah. calls him the colonizer every single time she refers to. It. It's like, it's like imagine referring to someone as the K word in like in kind of film. It's like, it's a derogatory term. The exactly. colonizer. This is that. This is this. And number three is discrimination. So a dominant group uses law, custom, and political power. To deny the rights of other groups, so it's kind of like black be like be, um, and then you've got dehumanization. Uh, just one group denies the humanity of the other group. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. A yeah. lot of that I've seen that. This is up until up until kind of Elon took over. Yeah, it was it was never taken down. It was like you know and all then, the time um, and shoot the boy. That's basically that. Yeah. Uh, one one settler, one bullet. That's another. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so organization. Uh, this is where genocide is always organized, usually by the state, often using mil malicious 
to provide militias to provide deniability of state responsibility. So we're not there yet. No, 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 no. Yeah, that would we're, be like that's like Hitler. Yet. Hitler did that with the. I think it was the 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 youth. Uh, what's it called? He had a name for it. It was they would go out and they would go, you know, go smash up a Jewish guy's, you know, their shop, and they would go break. You know, they go they go break up the synagogue. They would go smash the windows, and they started with little things like that. And this is where we get this context. Well, maybe Historical. maybe one could argue that that maybe a, f uh, a little bit of the organization uh, stage five is the farm attacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. You could go like you could call it that. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and then stage six, and I do think this is happening. Uh, polarization. So extremists drive the groups apart. Hate yeah. groups broadcast polarizing propaganda. Motivations for targeting a group are indoctrinated through mass media. Do you mean like the the time he was at a stadium singing Shoot the Birds? Any oh. struggle song, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Which means we could be at stage seven at the moment where it's preparation. Plans are made for genocide killings, national or perpetual. I mean, I, I don't groups. think we're there. I mean, it probably would get leaked. But the thing is, I think between stage five and stage seven, it's sort of an amalgamation of somewhere between that yeah. that yeah. thing. You know, like I think it would, could take something. And that, this is where his his rhetoric that you know, we played earlier, where he said to to Mark Oppenheimer, where he's not calling for the genocide of white people yet. It's like okay, so that's that's stage seven. That's what he was referring to. Yeah, that's you know calling for that, especially like on specifically. Yeah, and then uh, persecution, uh, which is basically victims are identified and separated out because of their ethnic or religious identity. Death lists are drawn up in state-sponsored genocide. Members of victim groups may be forced to wear identifying symbols, as we saw Hitler did that with the Jews. We haven't. We're we're not there yet. We're definitely not seeing that, but. We might, uh, and then extermination begins. Yeah. So we know yeah. that's self-evident what that is. And I mean, then, that's just a combination of, of like, you know, the attacks on specific white-owned farms, like farmers, Africana farms, like you're seeing the attacks happen. Is that happening specifically as we are in that stages? No, it's it's a combination of something. Well, ex of extermination is not, is a bit it's more a, than that. So it's, yeah, it's, it quickly becomes mass. Yeah, mass killing legally called yeah. genocide. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that's so, yeah. That's, that that is that is the. I think as far as I understood, the like the. Uh, that's when you're calling, sending. Now you're yeah. sending them to the camps. Now you're like. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's, we're now, that's, now, that's and this is what this is what the sort of the intersectionals always go. It's not happening because they use that reference yeah. of, like the government isn't exterminating farmers on mass. I'm getting no one saying that. No one has said that. No one has no, gone there. No. But and then uh, there's last stage, which is denial, is the final stage that lasts throughout and always follows genocide. It oh, is among the surest indicators of further genocidal massacres. The perpetrators of genocide dig up the mass graves, burn the bodies, try to cover up the evidence, and intimidate the witnesses. They deny that they committed any crimes and often blame what happened on uh, the victims, victim blaming. They block investigations of the crimes and continue to govern until driven from power by force when they flee into exile. Now, I want to mention something here. There is something that Tawam Beki did when he was president. Um, even though I think he was an okay president for South Africa, 
a lot of the Afrikaners and farmers of South Africa don't like him because he actually took away the, I think, the commandos or the, it was a, 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 a branch of the, the yeah, the division yeah. of the police, actually, that oh, were oh. Um, protecting farmers from farm attacks. He disbanded oh, that. Well, I mean, it's, it, I think it's just it fa falls in line with their like their you know their you know thirty forty year plan of just like eroding the country into yeah. almost nothingness. I mean, think about it. Like, how unheard of would it be? Um, I, I imagine telling trying to tell my grandmother who's passed away now, like for at least twenty years, trying to explain to her that you know eighty people are murdered a day here, and mm. she would go like, "That's ridiculous. That's there's no way. That's yeah. that's like World War Two kind of stats." Yeah, it is. It is like at one point, uh, the media actually did say that South Africa is worse than Afghanistan war zone. So, I mean, <laughs> and that was recently, that was like this year, by the way, that was the beginning yeah. of, of 2023 when they said that. So, um, listen, I, I, I think to your point, is white genocide happening? I don't believe it's happening to every white person in South Africa. Now, I know that some people in the comment section might say like, yeah, but there's so much, like Mark said earlier, there's so much hate towards white people now, blah, 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 you know, like white privilege and all that stuff. And, and yes, there is a rhetoric where it's becoming okay to demoralize white people and hate on white people. And yeah. hate on white people. Of course. Is there a genocide happening? I think there's a lot of white people in the world, so it's yeah, going to be very difficult. Right. Is there even, even a even a white genocide in South Africa? No, but, I do. But, I do think there is a push to drive white people out of South Africa. Oh, of not course. necessarily kill them, but drive them out. Like, yeah, like yeah, get yeah. rid what of them. Like, like yeah. go back to Europe, like the USA, or something like that. You know, like just get out of our country. I do believe. I think. I think there I heard that. that. I think I heard that three times. Three people said that. One person said it to me three times today. <laughs> I'm ex. <laughs> well, I can't because I'm from here. Yeah, I'm South African. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the, I do think there is that kind of rhetoric yeah. and that kind of uh, attempt or movement or whatever. Um, is there genocidal? Is there a genocidal situation in South Africa? Maybe if there is a case to be made, it would be against the Afrikaner. That yeah. that specific group. The specifically could, the farming the. The farmer yes. Afrikaner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That group could have a leg to stand on when it comes to that because a lot of what I just read, the stages, it's happening. Like, it, yeah. it, it is happening. Um, and it's a, it's a tiny community. If you think yeah. about it, like, if you go, if you go, let's hypothetically say that the, the white race is 6%, uh, the Afrikaans would be, what, like 2 or 3%? Of the white, so you, yeah. You, yeah, so I mean, you're talking about something like, uh, what, 3 million, 4 million people to, yeah. you're going, uh, of that 2 million, about, what, hypothetically 20 are murdered every month? Yep. Like, uh, yeah, it's starting, it's, it's it, you know, again, it's not, it's not, it's not on the genocidal vibe like the, the, the what happened in Germany, but it's like, uh, it's not cool. It's, it's, it, you have the elements of it. You've got... The beginning stages, you late stages, middle stages of it. It's 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 something we should be aware of. And this is another thing that I just cannot fathom: is the, is the again compare this to what happened in the states with BLM, mm. where you have like you have like you know you have this entire movement on the same. The fundamentals are exactly the same. You have are, are police killing are police killing black people en masse? No, they're yeah. not. No. Well, how many how many incidents was there in that year? Uh, I think there were seventeen. 17 incidents, 350 million people in America, there were 17 incidents of a police shooting an unarmed black man. 
They rioted for three months <laughs> over this. Yeah, and at did. the end of the day, when we find out- No, 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 Mark, was, everything was fiery but peaceful, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It's the same thing. It's just applied to a different race and different people in a different country. Just the hypocrisy of it is, is, is insane. And, you know, I think, um, I know that you and I might get some, some hate from the Wokies because uh, yeah. of what we're saying, but hey, based edge <laughs> podcast bitches. Um, so like, <laughs> I really don't care. The, the, the thing is like, I, I've grown to, you know, you may not feel Afrikaans, but you have a heritage of Afrikaner, yeah. you know, yeah. and maybe you've decided to not embrace that culture very much, and that's your right to do so. Yeah. Um, I I have always, or well, not always, I there was a time when I didn't believe about farm attacks and that yeah. they were dangerous oh, same, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but after I, doing I, I, proper I, I, research and and learning a little bit more and getting more into South African politics, uh, I realized, no, there is something, there is something there. And I have a deep, deep, deep love for the South African farmer. I've been to many uh, buras uh, on, I don't know if that's a word, but um, <laughs> to many burs on, on their farm. Uh, I've been to it a tobacco farmer. Right? It's it's great. And, and the hospitality is always great. The food is yeah. always great. And these are salt of the earth people, man. They just, they yeah, really exactly. just want to farm and provide for their family and hand down the farm to the next generation and the next yeah. generation will do the same, blah, blah, blah. And what is happening to these farmers in South Africa is atrocious. And what yeah. people seem to really not take into account, going back to the point that you were trying to make earlier about how this isn't just... This isn't just random people here that are being killed. These are farmers. And what makes them even slightly more important, even to you or me, these are people that are providing food to the country. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. and not just food, but other, other products as well, like tobacco or whatever. Now, what do you do when all your farmers are gone? Wait, who is it uh, that said, Joe, that uh, they don't need farmers because they buy their food at Checkers and Pink Bay <laughs> and all the stores? <laughs> Oh man, so politician, ANC politician, like yeah. they don't even need farmers. They just buy it from from the shops. That still hurts my brain that they said that. Yeah, like it, like it, my brain pains. Not a headache. It's like I can feel yeah. my brain going, like just trying to. And I think, and, and like one mm. thing I do, I think because this entire this entire narrative, the entire thing we're talking about, the farm murders, the farm attacks, the sort of the, especially in, this, in, the, in the context of Africa, it has to do with land, which I think is mm. maybe a massive topic, which we should dedicate an entire show to, is speak about the land, the issue of the now, land. We should you know maybe we get do. someone that's a good historian. And I, what if we got an EFFer? But the thing is, will they come on with the sort of the willingness to have a intellectual, fair conversation and not just steamroll? Because that is their tactic. They steamroll a conversation. They're just going to go, the land was theirs, the land was theirs. Going, no, it wasn't. Both, both, both the Bantu, the Zulu, and the Tosa immigrated down, just yeah. like the, the Dutch eventually came here, and then the English, and all the other people that eventually ended up here. The only people that was in this entire territory was the Bushmen. But also, they also immigrated down from here. If you go look at the evolution of the world, middle, what, 
uh, northern Africa. That's where everybody came down from. So everybody eventually immigrated here. No one was born here. Sorry. Depends <laughs> how far back you go. Like, I think the Khoisan are the only ones that are really native to. But I mean, were they really here? If you, if we go look at actual the history of like you know prehistoric history, the cavemen where they evolved from. Well, like, I mean, yeah, you could everybody go Everybody migrated yeah. down. Like the the Bushmen were. Um, the, I mean, call, call the but it, hasn't South Africa been called the uh, cradle of mankind? Yeah, which well, means I mean, that yeah, it's only because they found some kind of skeleton here or something. But again, there could have been cave people back then. But Khoisan were like, what do you call it? Um, the sort of what was it? The nomads, where they would yeah. travel to a different area. They would never stay one place, and they would immigrate further and further and further. And that's how they come here. But most of everything, if you go look at evolutionary books, if you read a lot of that kind of stuff, everything kind of originated from Egypt. It came down the further back you go. So again, everybody, everybody came here. Well, I mean, I, I would, I would be for those listening. I would be willing to have any someone from the EFF oh, yeah, on the 100%. show. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. If they only one condition I would have with that is, is be have be a good faith actor. Yeah, you know, at least have a conversation. And, you know, don't steamroll. If, yeah. if I mean, that's the thing. I will just go halfway through going, oh, dude, you know, get wrecked. Cheers. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? I'll try and get Ernst on as well. Uh, probably not at the same time as the EFF. Oh, no. But um, I, 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 think, I think what would be a good way of doing it is trying to get someone from the EFF or even someone that just believes that the land is theirs or whatever yeah. in South Africa. Let's, and, let's uh, argue. Let's argue yeah. both positions. We, we get them on first. Then whatever we were maybe confused about or some questions that came out from that interview, we can maybe put it to Ernst and see what he thinks and see what he yeah. would say. Um, that way it's a bit mitigated and it doesn't get out of yeah, hand. Of course. Um, but anyway, we've gone way over time, which is fine. Oh, yes, so yeah. ladies and gentlemen, those of you that are still listening, thank you so much. We hope that you've enjoyed this riveting conversation. I think you and I have said all that needs to be said, really. I yes. mean, we will visit this topic again at some point, yeah, probably when the verdict is out or when they're at the constitutional court, because apparently that's going to happen. But I think uh, there is a conclusion here that uh, you and I can both agree that singing Kill the Boer, and for that matter, singing any song that is an incitement to violence against any minority or human being or whatever yeah. group is wrong. It's wrong. It doesn't matter what race you are, what what your history, nothing. And as long as you are saying that a certain group of people should be killed, you're wrong. You're just yeah. wrong about it. Um, 100%. And, and the topic of white genocide, I think we also uh, agree that uh, maybe Afrikaans genocide, white genocide, still a long ways away. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Mark. No, no, no. I think, I think we've covered it and we've had a really good discussion about this. And also, the reason we can, we can go over time is because the Based Edge podcast, the rules don't apply. Yes, but it's okay. I mean, I don't care if it's an you know, hour or <laughs> no, no, no. Um, So other than that, we will have a discussion on hate speech. So keep an eye on yes. our uh, channels and all our social media. Follow us, like, subscribe. You know the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. thank you for listening. And thank you for all the comments as well. You guys commented yeah. 
uh, on our episodes. So keep those comments coming in. We love hearing your feedback. And again, suggest anything you guys want us to talk about, anything at all, conspiracy theories, uh, hot topics, dating, whatever you can think of. Uh, you want us to talk about the LGBTQ, you want us to talk about gen uh, transgenderism, you want us to talk about, um, okay, some of these topics might be a little bit sensitive for YouTube, so you may not be able to find it on YouTube, but we will do an episode depending on what the topic is. Good words. Yes, good words. We can do that. Good <laughs> words, yeah. Um, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been Joe Emilio, co-host of the Base Edge podcast, along with my uh, my co-host. Mark Rock. There we go. <laughs> so once again, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have, uh, we, all, but we both have our own uh, YouTube channels. Links in the description. Please go check it out if you haven't yet. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, stay based. Bye.